Well, I just finished up uh, my Thanksgiving dinner and celebration, I guess, of Thanksgiving. This year was a little different than last year. Um, I spent it this year with my friend Chris and his family and his wife's mom and dad, and of course their son, Connor. We all had a pretty good Thanksgiving. The food was excellent. Um, um, I didn't eat as much as I probably did in the past, but uh, it was very good. I enjoyed it. The company was good. We had some spirited conversations about politics and they always say you shouldn't discuss politics or religion at the table, but we did and it was good and nobody got mad and it was a, it was a good debate. Anyway, um, Chris and his family lived over in St. John's County, far away from me, more than an hour. And so I am on my way back home on the road again. Seems like I'm always on the road again, but that's all right. That's uh, just the way it is. And um, so I'm taking this back road. It's called Florida 2. It's at the top of Florida. And it cuts through Georgia and back into Florida again. And so um, I am headed over to Fargo, uh, Georgia, which is a little itty bitty town. If you blink, you miss it. And uh, it's just at the top of Florida and um, off of 441. And I'm headed over there now. And uh, I'm actually going to run into Moniac, Florida first. Or Moniac, Georgia. I'm not sure if it's Florida or Georgia. But anyway, it's called Moniac. And it's one of those that if you blink, you miss it too. But uh, anyway, it's a little two-lane road going through the woods of Georgia. Nothing is around except for the deer and a few possums crawling out in nighttime trying to avoid them. Um, Other than that, it's about 54 degrees outside and uh, nice and cool. I like the cool. I am living in Florida. It's always nice to get the cooler weather because we don't get that that often. But uh, it's just me in the car, although I do have my new riding buddy She's only one year old, but she's a ferret, and she's asleep over in the little portable carrier I've got in my front seat, and she's been riding with me all day, and she's a pretty good riding feller. Um, She's sweet as she can be. Her name is Dixie, and uh, I call her Dixie because I bought her uh, down in Florida uh, in Dixie County, and so... uh, when I was thinking of a name for her, I thought, you know what? A place name would be perfect for her. Her name's Dixie. So I named her Dixie, and she's sweet as she can be. And she's over there sleeping right now. I think I heard her stirring a little bit, but I think for the most part, she's sleeping. But I was just sitting here thinking about things, and I had a memory come across my mind of my grandma back in the day when I was just a little kid. Uh, we would travel this part of uh, Georgia from time to time going to different events and I just had a memory come across and gosh it was just for a brief moment that I was I was back in that same time frame and if you've ever experienced that before it's it's a good memory and so if you're like me you you can't hold on to it it's almost like a wisp of air or or a steam rising up off of a pot you know it just disappears as soon as you see it and uh, it was a great memory. It was a really, really good memory. And it kind of choked me up a bit. I 
I got a little teary-eyed thinking about my grandma. She was a huge impact on my life and just such a wonderful person and such a nice, sweet lady. Good to everybody she ran into. Just treated me like gold. Treated me better than I deserve, actually. And, of course, that made me think about other memories that we had together. uh, She took such good care of me when I was a kid and, you know, should have beat my ass a lot more times. And Actually, she never beat my ass. She should have, though. I deserved it so many times. But anyway, I got to thinking about it and I thought, you know, I didn't know that when, when my grandma and I were spending time together that she wouldn't always be there, you know. I just kind of always thought she'd be there. And I mean, I I know that sounds stupid, but I never considered the fact that she wouldn't always be there, you know, until I was much older and, you know, life had shown me that people can leave this world pretty quickly without really being able to, you know, say things that you wanted to say and do things you wanted to do. But I told my grandma I loved her many, many times and she knew I loved her and she she knew I cared about her, but gosh, that memory of her just, man, it just really, it really, uh, pricked my heart. And, um, anyway, I'm kind of vulnerable right now anyway, because my wife and I are going through the divorce. I think if you've heard my other, um, podcast, you'll, you, you know, that we're going through divorce. She's, um, she's not being very kind about it. Um, I found out that my wife is a covert narcissist. And uh, you can't fix that behavior. And uh, they're just a miserable person. They blame you for their misery and they want you to be as miserable as they are. Anyway, I lasted 37 years. So um, I'm done. I'm I'm 57 next month. I, uh, I can't, I can't do anymore. (laughs) I've done enough. waited till my kids were older so anyway so I'm a little vulnerable right now and I guess maybe I'm a little melancholy thinking about you know my grandma and you know spending Thanksgiving with my friend instead of you know spending time with with my uh with my family like I should so it's 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 not always easy you know going through a divorce if you've ever been through a divorce separation you know you you probably know what I'm talking about I mean I'm not probably you do anyway it's it's kind of a lonely place to be um, I think it's probably worse for the man than it is for the woman because I think most everybody feels sorry for the woman anymore but they think the men just you know we're tough as nails and we don't really we don't really suffer like they do and it's not true I, I think women are a lot stronger than us you know, I think men, for the most part, are, you know, we're, we're not as tough and as tough as people think we are. And uh, so it's kind of hard um, being 56 years old and staring at maybe 20 years left in your life. Um, I mean, realistically, you know, and now I'm looking at spending my life maybe alone I've joined a few dating sites but I don't know I've not been real successful I've 
had a few people that were interested in me, but I wasn't interested in them. And uh, it's it's kind of hard, you know, when you're, you're you're vulnerable. You you put yourself out there. You you try to be, you know, I mean, you're a product. Really, you're trying to trying to sell yourself like a product. You're trying to to be something that they would want. You know, it's kind of like you're fishing. I hate that idea, but that's the truth. And um, so, you know, you, you you hope that somebody will bite, and, and you hope it's somebody who's you know attractive and who will be sweet and kind. And but you know, you never know that when you're out there because it's it's you know dating. I haven't dated since I was golly since I was 18, 19 years old. I haven't dated, and so. It's been a long time for me, and I'm just not good at this. And so, I, I get scared sometimes. I think sometimes maybe I, maybe I'm not gonna ever find anybody. Maybe I'll just be that old guy that's all by himself, sits on a park bench and feeds the squirrels and the pigeons. I don't know. I mean, I never thought that I'd be divorced. I never thought that I would not be married. Um, of course, now she's ruined it for me. I don't ever want to get married again, ever. But. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to find somebody to, you know, spend some time with. And, you know, when you get to my age, it's not so much about the sex anymore. It's, a, it's about companionship, you know, and I don't know. It's just kind of scary. It's, uh, it's scary to think that you can be alone. Nobody there to talk to or spend time with or share memories with. And I guess it's kind of stupid, really. I mean probably only got 20 years left in my life that's it you know and uh that'll fly by pretty quickly trust me because man 37 years have, have just kind of gone by pretty quickly I, mean, I wouldn't say they flew by but I'd say they, they've gone by pretty fast and uh I feel like you know I get a little angry sometimes because I feel like you know I, I, I gave her the, the best years of my life and and I, it's hard not to be bitter. I'm trying not to be bitter. You know, um, I, I was never perfect, and I don't, I don't claim to be perfect. And I'm, I'm, I know she wasn't either. And you know, we both were just, we were wounded people. You know, who found each other, and that's usually the way it is. You know, hurting people hurt other people. They find people that are just like them, and you know, we. We kind of cling to those people. Not, normal people wouldn't have wanted me, or you know, or her. So being both of us so screwed up from our childhood that we we managed to find each other like a magnet. You know, it's it's really it's just as much my fault as it is hers. I mean, nobody forced me to be with her. You know, but. Anyway, so I'm just kind of riding down the road and I'm thinking about things because, you know, when you're by yourself and you're, you're alone in a car, you're just alone, you know, your, your mind, you, you start thinking of things. And if you're like me, you, gosh, you think of everything under the sun, you know, and um, whatever is, is the, the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? bothersome I guess 
on your mind is usually what takes the, the first seat, you know, and uh, gets the most attention. And of course, I'm driving here and I'm thinking about my grandma who loved me. And, you know, I'm thinking about maybe I'll never be loved like that again. And um, that's kind of scary. But um, I'm, I'm a bit of an alarmist. And um, I always seem to go directly to the worst case scenario. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there, you know, who would appreciate what I bring to the table. And, you know, my only fear is that, you know, will they, will they be what I want to? I mean, I might be what they want, but is it what I want to? So it's, it's really difficult um, when you're older and you're trying to date, you know, that's just no, it's no fun because you, I, I guess I speak for myself only because I can, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable talking to people who I don't know and in, in that way I can talk to people all day long you know strangers that's part of my job I do that all the time I'm, I can walk in a room full of strangers and talk to everybody in there and, and you know I might be a little nervous but I'm not apprehensive I'm not gonna not do it but when it comes to matters of the heart it just seems it seems harder for me because I guess I'm, I'm really putting myself out there because you know you're you're putting your your picture out there. You're putting your profile out there. You you know you're trying to say something that will attract someone, but you know you you don't want to put anything out there that's false because then if you attract somebody under false pretenses, then you know if it's not who you really are later, then they find out. And it's just it kind of messes things up. So being honest and transparent that's scary, you know, because I'm not. I was never good looking, never, ever, not in my entire life. There's, I can't remember one time in my life when I ever felt like I was a handsome guy or good looking or, you know, that I had some kind of magnetism about me. I, I just never did. I never had that. You know, I, I knew kids who had it. I, I knew guys who had it. There were, you know, there were guys who were smart and they were good looking and they were you know, educated and they were, you know, they were able to talk and they could, they could, make you laugh or they could, you know, they were smart enough that they, you know, made good grades and, you know, they were going places in life and they were probably going to college and a nice college and, you know, they were going to be professionals like lawyers and doctors and dentists and, you know, I mean, I knew kids like that <laughs> and it was always, you know, the, the kids whose parents <laughs> had resources, you know, and um, so, I mean, I knew kids like that and, I, and of course, as you get older, <clears throat> you know, you see guys that are really good looking and you're, you know, you're like me, you, you're like, man, it's not fair, you know, but then you run into somebody who's like really, really challenged, you know, um, physically challenged and you, you know, you look at yourself and you think, well, you know, they would love to be me. So it's all perspective and it's, it's um, it kind of brings you back to, you know, stop feeling sorry for yourself, but. I've never been a handsome guy, never been a really good looking guy at all. Um, and um, so, you know, I put my picture out there and it's like, you know, <clears throat> I'll see somebody on this dating website that, I, that I'm interested in and, you know, I'll send a like or I'll send a message and I never hear anything back. And, and it just, after a while, you, you think you get used to the rejection, but you, I don't, I don't get used to it. I. I, um, I, I try not to dwell on it. I try not to take it personally. You know, I know that, you know, not everybody's going to want to be with me. And 
just like I'm not going to want to be with everybody else. And so when that happens, I, I, you know, I guess I get a taste of what it's like when I don't respond to someone who sends me a, uh, a like or a, or a, you know, a message or something. And so <laughs> it really puts things into perspective and, and, you know, you talk about walking in somebody else's shoes. I mean, that's pretty much what I do when, when, when that happens. I, I, I know how other people feel. So it, it really keeps you humble. It keeps me humble. I, I can't say you. I don't know really what other people think about it, but it keeps me humble. And, and that's a good thing. Being humble is a, is a good thing. Um, I, I think it's important to stay humble because, you know, there, there may come a time when, you know, um, I'm with someone and, and I think humility is a good thing, you know. Um, of course, I see these absolutely gorgeous girls and I'm thinking, first of all, why in the world are you, why are you single, you know? Um, it's, um, and a lot of them are scammers, you know, they'll, they'll steal some poor girl's pictures and, <clears throat> and then they'll post it and they'll pretend to be that person and, you know, ultimately they're trying to get you to spend money on them or, you know, they, they have some sob story or whatever it is. It's always the same. And so when I see these absolutely stunningly gorgeous girls, you know, I'm already you know, suspect. I don't even click on them anymore. I used to click on them because I think, you know, hey, what the heck, you know, maybe 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 god will feel sorry for me you know maybe one of these girls will say you know what i i, I this guy's not you know good looking or handsome or whatever he's not my type and maybe i'll give him a chance or something maybe he's just a nice guy but that never happens it's not happened to me you know and i see these absolutely gorgeous girls out there and i'm like dear god what must it be like to to be with someone that beautiful I would always feel very insecure if I was with someone who was beautiful I know I would because I I have a really low self-opinion and a, and, a, and a really poor image of myself and so I would always be wondering why do they want to be with me because I'm not rich you know <clears throat> you know when you when, when the guy is you know in his 50s and you know he's with some absolutely 10 you know, um, you, you, you probably say, okay, well, he's got plenty of money. You know, he's got, he, he can afford <clears throat> to, um, to have a girl like that. But I know that, you know, there are other girls out there. There's other women out there who are my age, maybe a little younger, who are still very attractive, you know. Um, and even those, I think, sometimes are way above my pay grade, way above my um, abilities, and so, I don't know. I mean, I sometimes think, do I need to just settle for, <clears throat> you know, um, the one that I really don't want to be with? But is that really fair to them? Is it fair to me? No, I don't think so. So then I, I go back to that other thought. Well, you know, maybe you're just going to be lonely the rest of your life. And of course, you know, every 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 year that goes by, you're older, which makes you less attractive to you know, those beautiful people, <laughs> it's a, it's a horrible thing. I'm telling you, unless you're in the dating world, uh, you know, good Lord, you have no idea what it's like. You cannot even imagine. And, um, anyway, so that's what I'm thinking about tonight. That's what's going through my mind. And, um, it's, it's, it's no fun. It's no fun. I wish that I could be 
satisfied by myself. I wish I could just be happy to be alone. You know, I wish I were like that. I got a neighbor like that. We went to college together and he's like that. He doesn't really need anybody. He's, you know, he's been married, I think, twice, <clears throat> maybe three times, I'm not sure. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, he doesn't really need anybody. And um, I wish I were like that. I wish I didn't really need anybody, but I do. I'm a social creature. I'm, I see other guys out there and I see, you know, a guy and a girl together and I think, man, I, what, does it, what, what does that feel like to, to be with someone who really likes you and loves you? I've, I've never had that with my wife even. I never had that. She never loved me. She never, um, <clears throat> she, she never loved me. It's the truth. And uh, I'm not really sure why she never loved me. I, I guess, I guess she wasn't capable of it. I, I don't know. And so, of course, then, you know, I think, well, I wasn't worthy of being loved. And, you know, it just perpetuates that evil cycle of, you know, um, feeling like you're you're not worthy of someone's love and so I I fight that too I fight that as well and um, <clears throat> it's a it's a horrible thing really it's no fun at all it's no fun to to uh, to feel that way it's 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 just not good it's not good at all and um, I I try not to feel that way. I really do. I try to convince myself that I'm lovable and that, you know, I am I am worthy of someone's love. You know, it's a it's a it's a bad place to be. And if you're dating and you're in your fifties, then good Lord, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're not, thank God. You know, if you've got somebody who loves you, man, wow. I, I don't know what that's like. I've never been loved before. Um, but I think it'd be it'd be nice. I, I would I would love to feel like that. I'd like to feel what it, what it's like to be loved before I before I'm too old. You know, um, I mean I've been loved by my kids and I've been loved by my grandson, <clears throat> my grandma. She loved me, but I would love to just find somebody who would love me for who I am, for what I am, and, and you know, and all my imperfections and and all the things that I'm not good at. I just like to find somebody, that's all. So, probably brought you down. I'm depressed you, I'm sure. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't even talk about this, but this is me. This is my life. This is what I'm dealing with. And, you know, this is, this is, this is truth. This is transparency. And, you know, it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. But anyway, for what it's worth, thanks for listening. And uh, if you have somebody to love you out there tonight, gosh, you're a lucky man or a lucky woman. Um, hope one day I'll feel that. Thanks a lot. Good night.